0: Bottom line up front, what are you going to hear about and learn about in today's episode? I interviewed Jean-Georges Perrin, a.k.a. JGP, the intelligence platform lead at PayPal. JGP is probably the first guest to really lean into using data quantum instead of data product when talking about a lot of things. So it's an interesting conversation, even if just from that, that point of view. So some key takeaways or thoughts from JGP's point of view. Data Mesh, as it's been laid out by Jmac, obviously leaves a lot of room for innovation. For some, that's great. For others, they want a, a blueprint, right? And it's okay to wait for people to really uh, put together a little bit more of those blueprints. And you know, I think it'll always be impossible to completely copy-paste, but it's it's okay for others to wait. But JGP and his team are excited to be part of that innovation. I know a lot of you out there as well are excited about innovation. Number two, PayPal's three main initial target outcomes from their data mesh implementation. A, faster and easier data discovery. B, easier to use the data in a governed way. And C, increased data consumer trust in in the data. Um, And their first consumers are all just data scientists. They're not going super wide with their data consumers up front. Number three, really consider what you want to prove out in your MVP. Is that a minimum viable data quantum, data platform, data mesh, something else? You know, only doing a data quantum probably sets you up for trouble and a platform only won't be tested until it has data quanta or data products on it, right? Number four, data contracts are crucial to making trustability actually measurable and agreed upon. Otherwise, it's far too easy to have miscommunication between data producers and consumers, which leads to a lack and/or loss of trust. Number five, producers don't set your data contract terms too strictly for yourself when first launching a data quantum, right? There's a need there's no need to over engineer despite how interesting that can sometimes be. <laughs> Number six, for too long, in general, we have tried to keep software engineering and data engineering overly separate. They're both just kind of engineering. uh, Emily Gorsinski talked a lot about this. Jermak has talked about this. They're just kind of engineering with slightly different focus. And data mesh really leans into trying to do away with those distinctions in the long run. Number seven, we've also tried to keep operational and analytical far too separate. We should look to build out tooling where data can live that serves both operational and analytical word workload needs, those HTAP or hybrid transactional analytical processing type systems. But we aren't there yet. And again, this is in JGB's opinion. I think I think this is something that would be great, but it's also <laughs> kind of intentionality around uh, do you want systems that end up being kind of okay at either or do you want something that's good at at Uh, one or the other. Number eight, analytical APIs, at least as far as we've seen them to date, are just not going to do what we need relative to accessing data from data products or quanta according to to JGP. Number nine, standardizing metadata access APIs across data quanta has made it very simple for data consumers to begin using new data quanta as as they're introduced to the mesh at PayPal. PayPal has observability observability, discovery, and control APIs, and they're standardized across all of their you know, data quanta or data quant products. Number 10, domain is an overloaded word. It can mean a very large, high-level domain like sales or finance or HR or marketing with hundreds or thousands of people in it, or it can mean a smaller you know, two-pizza team level scale. Be pretty specific when you're talking internally about what you mean by what what domain actually means. Number 11, it's crucial to understand data quanta and the use cases they power both have different life cycles. So, really apply product thinking. It's going to be really crucial. Finally, number tw- 12, most data engineering teams do work in a waterfall approach. And that just doesn't scale that well relative to what we're trying to do with something like Data Mesh. You know, moving to Data Mesh can mean additional cognitive load as it really requires moving to, to that agile and so changing those ways of working for data engineers is non-trivial be aware of that be empathetic to that <laughs> okay enough of just me let's hear from our awesome guest in this interview episode Very, very excited for today's episode. I've got uh, Jean-Jean Perrin, who is the intelligence platform lead at PayPal. Um, and he goes by JGP, so that's what we'll be seeing from here on in the episode. Um, very excited about this, specifically for a couple of different uh, aspects. One is uh, he, he very recently, uh, relative to when we're recording, but uh, not probably as recently as to when you're listening, but put out a great blog post about um, kind of the early journey of, around data mesh at PayPal, and especially really digging into what is a data quanta right? Like what does that actually mean? And, and a little bit of, of difference, I've talked about this a little bit, but uh, data product has connotations around it, right? And, and we need to think about data as a product and what we're actually creating of these data products or the data quantum is probably a better way to differentiate it than all the other definitions of data product, right? There's so many of these things. Um, and then we're also going to be talking about Analytical APIs and kind of how they're different from regular APIs and and even kind of data APIs, and how we really need to figure out how to do these in a much better way. I think um, we've, as an industry, the more people that I dig into uh, speaking about these analytical APIs, they're very, very (laughs) difficult to do when not many people are doing them well, especially versioning. And when you think about like semantic versioning and things like that, it it gets even more complicated. So uh, excited to dig into a lot of these uh, topics. But before we jump into that, JGP, if you don't mind giving people a bit of an introduction to yourself, and then we can jump into the conversation at hand.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, Scott. So first, I'm, I'm super excited to be, to be on the show today. Um, you you're, you've been my mowing buddy for those, for the entire summer, uh, <laughs> where I'm listening, uh, I'm listening to the podcast a little bit on the faster side, uh, but, and, and I've got a lot to mow. So I've, I've, I, I know the insider tricks of all everything you're saying, but having said that, so, um, yeah. So I'm jean georges Perrin or JGP. Um, I work at PayPal uh, and, uh, but for the last 15 years, I've been building, uh, data platforms and I, I would admit that even some of them went to production. Um, and prior than the prior eight years to that, I was mostly focusing on development tools. So you can see how tainted I am on, on some, on some aspects. Um, well, another another um, another thing is I've you know I've in, culturally I always had a trouble opposing data engineering to software engineering. Uh, I think it's uh, um, I think I think it's a little bit uh, ridiculous to oppose that. So I'm in the teams I'm leading right now. Uh, we're we're blending all that and and we're having a a very considerate part for for both uh, engineering domain. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I, I think that sets up the conversation very, very well, um, especially starting off the conversation about kind of what you've learned in your early journey and, and what you're, you're interacting with, especially about that software engineering and data engineering about how how you can make it so that the software engineers can understand what they've got to do. And we don't have to have this kind of hard separation, but also like, how are you managing that cognitive load? So huge topic I'll, I'll give you kind of a, <laughs> a useful place to kind of start with that um so in your in your blog post you covered a lot about the data quantum and and how you're kind of really thinking about it at the quantum level instead of and that how that then plays into the mesh so if you can start to talk about how you've talked to your teams about we're going to build this data quantum what is the point of it what are we actually trying to, to achieve with this? What are we trying to achieve in the version one or version 0.1 or like what what is necessary? What can we <laughs> leave a little bit for later? I'm trying to give people a little bit of permission to move forward without being like, I we have absolutely everything done, everything nailed, all of that. So if you could give some background there, that'd be helpful.
1: So, so yeah, so so first I I, I, I I love to compare the the data mesh and maybe I'm wrong, but I love to compare the data mesh to to um, agile. Okay. So when when agile came up, uh everybody was kind of, hey, I'm doing waterfall and I'm great at it. And, and the thing is then Agile came in and we changed the paradigm of things. So so when we when when I'm seeing data engineering teams um and and not specifically at PayPal, but in my in, in my in my career, um, I've seen a lot of those data engineering being very waterfallish in, in their ways of as their way of working. Okay. And it's not a bad thing, okay? It's not because you're doing waterfalls that you're you're evil. Okay. It's it's just it's not always a line of oh, we do software. Um so when we were uh so when we uh, we started this this process, we were already doing agile uh, um, quite quite a, quite a bit, and it made sense. It was it was not an extra cognitive load on the team, you know, to to, to assume that oh we're changing the mythology from waterfall to agile, and then we're also changing this from I would say. Data warehousing to data mesh. Okay, Um, I think people were aware of the challenges and what we wanted to achieve, and this this created this kind of you know it's it's this this uh, appetite for experimenting with something new, and that's 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 how we started with the data mesh. Okay, and so. I love a lot of the things about about, about the data mission, what I've read in, 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 in Jama's book and, and her videos and, and articles. Um, the only thing I'm 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 disagreeing with her is that it's not revolutionary for me. It's evolutionary. Uh, so it was it was really about when you think about training people and explaining to people, is really about showing them the evolution from their current jobs. And, and and it made things a lot easier. So that's, that's on the cognitive load, I would say.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think, I mean, uh, not to speak on Jamak's behalf, but I think it is revolutionary in that where you are versus where your, your picture is of six years down the road. But the only way to get there is via evolution. It is to say, like, we're going to be evolving. And it's not you have to go from, point A to point Z, you know, you have to do this Big Bang approach. And it's like, we're going to change. And and the way that we do data mesh, you know, Jermak has talked about she wishes she had five years to, to wait until she wrote her V1 of her book, because it's so much like, we don't know how we do this very well. Right. We're still, oh, yeah, very- yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think that's, 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 that's great as well. Okay. Because it leaves a lot of room for innovation. Okay. So, uh, and, and rather than being, you know, stuck in a concept which you, which you, which you, which you don't control, you know, and I'm, I'm both French and American and, uh, the french people have a very special relationship with revolutions so you know <laughs> i i'm using the word very uh very carefully uh anyway so um so 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 yeah, so, so the thing is in this you know agile way of doing things we wanted um to create an MVP, okay, so really trying, uh, we've got this proof of concept and an MVP, and and then you can, you know, you've got a product, okay. Your 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 data mesh as, as, as itself is 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 um, is a product, but what's what's your MVP? What's a minimum thing you can deliver that is actually bringing value? And that's that's where we, we settle on on the quantum. We say, well, if we deliver a quantum to our Customers, data scientists, business analysts—we we're already delivering kind of quite some value, right? And, uh, um, and and then when we mesh them together, it should bring even more value, like like one plus one equals three kind of value, right? Um, so that's why we decided, okay, let's let's focus, let's build a let's build a very efficient quantum um, and. And I think that's what we did.
0: (laughs) And so I've had this question a couple of times around your proof of concept, your minimum viable. Like, what are you actually trying to prove out? Were you trying to prove out that you could build the quantum and that the quantum could provide value and it had like stable uh, value versus like when people do data services, it has uh, often it has value up front but then the sustainability isn't there were you trying to prove out you could do the mesh because then there's minimum viable mesh like what what were you trying to prove out
1: so so what we wanted to prove is so PayPal has been a pioneer in in, in data in um, in deltas in data self-service okay so so this is not what we when we look at the four principle okay the, 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 the principle of self-serve data platform is if, if i came to to, to my leadership saying, hey, we're, we're going to do self serve data platforms, they would probably laugh at me. Okay, so we have that. Okay, so, but, uh, but, but it's more really about ownership and about the, the federated computational governance as well. Okay, so, um, so what we want to enable our data scientists is faster and easier um, data discovery. Okay, this is this is where uh we've seen that a lot of a lot of our um a lot of our uh, folks are are using some time as you can uh, as you can imagine we've got a bit of data uh in this company uh and so we want to make sure that it's it's used and it's it's when it's used it's 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 governed okay so so that's really what we wanted to prove out through, uh, through our first, um, quantum. Okay. So, and, and, sh- and, and give and bring trusted data to our data scientists. We want to make sure that when they connect to the, to the, to the, um, to the quantum, they have a real grasp of whether it's the right data for the use case. Okay, so they, they say they can access you know data contracts they can access the observability they can access uh, of course dictionary so all those things uh, were really targeted to, towards creating a great user experience for our data scientists
0: and and when you say governed um, I just had uh, Nicola Askimon, um and so she's the data governance coach and she she kind of brought up the, this topic around what is actually being governed mean, right? Like governance is often thought of as, you know, access control and like, uh, do you have the right to use it? And, and is this going to get us in trouble? Is this non-compliant use? Versus a lot of what you talked about also falls under governance, or it should, of is this, you know, the understandability? Is this the right data? Like, how can I, I discover the data? a lot of that needs to be at more of the governance level rather than each individual data product needs to have that discoverability right each each data quantum yep. but it it can't be that every single one has a different way of discovering and understanding its quality metrics and all of that cuz then you have uh, a different data quantum user experience every single one and so you have to learn
1: so 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 that your 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 that's that's i think one of the benefit of having the quantum is that we standardize the APIs okay and and that's what i think that was that was kind of the key thing there um uh, you know because a lot of people say oh but uh, you know when you're accessing metadata you can access metadata on an Oracle database or an Informix database or a DB2 database. Yeah, but it's all different. Okay. It's, it's not like it's always completely different, but then you've got different data stores and then it's completely different. I've got complete user experience with a learning curve, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So here we, we first, um, we partner with our um, enterprise data governance team. Okay. So it's not, it's not like we're doing that in a silo. Uh, we really are following the idea of they giving us policies, they're giving us best practices, they're giving us what they want to see from an enterprise governance level. And the quantum is following those, those direction. Okay. So when, but, but when the, the, the data scientist or consumer access individual quantum is not, is not, or she's not really, you know, it's the same experience, right? You're, you're, you're making the same calls. You're making, you've got the same, uh, global user experience in, in, in that. So, uh, and when we're talking about APIs, um, of course, you can think about you know microservices and REST APIs, but but it's also about APIs. I would say in the stricter or historical terms, as everything is available through Python APIs. Okay, so 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 our data scientists they 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 want they they dream notebooks. Okay, they they want they want Jupyter everywhere. They think Jupyter is the source of all. Goodness in the world, so uh, it's it's it, it was it was only natural for us to make sure that each quantum is accessible via you know this uh, Python API directly um, directly in the, in uh, in the notebook, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've got I've got like seven different question directions there. Sure. But I did. I did. You've you, you've listened, so you know uh, my my seventeen point question. But one thing I wanted to tie in was right now your your users are the data scientists, and so the mm-hmm. Python API is fine. Um, when you start to think about what people are talking about with marketplaces and things like that of lowering the bar. I would love to hear about where you're, you know, so that more people can access this. It's not just data scientists. You can get the data analysts or even the people in in the business side. So I wanna I wanna explore that of kind of what's the, the future hold there. But I also wanna talk about kind of chicken and egg, what what came first? You know, did you build a data quantum and then you you said, okay, we're going to standardize the API around this, or did you standardize your API first? And and then also you do you want to open source that or do you want to share that with folks so they can see like how you're doing your, your API so that you have that standardized? Cause people are really struggling with doing that. But like what 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 I think that's a, a more interesting thing to start with? Of like how how did you approach this of Instead of is this a one-off, but you are thinking about like a kind of cordoned-off MVP? Uh, was it to get to a quantum, and then you go, we're going to give you the access layer a little later once we've built a couple of these, then we can start to standardize around that, or like just
1: we we, we yeah we work we work we work in parallel. Okay, so so there's nobody um in my career that gave me something like hey, here's your. Uh, 20 million dollars and have fun with it okay and and come back in two years with 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 something um so in our in our scenario um we still have to uh uh we still have to deliver stuff right so so we that's i'm going to say that's And and it sounds like it's a problem when I'm saying it, but I think it's it's actually a good thing is because if you don't have regular deliveries, well, you don't get feedback, right? So you can create and then you're going back to waterfall in some way. So the way we, we approach this is we are delivering data products, okay? But data products the old way of saying hey this is this is a data product and because it's it's a data product you've got all these fields you've got all this documentation that comes with it it's a data product okay it's not a data product as the mesh would provide but it's it's that so we've got we've got. We're delivering that, and we're adding features, which are the, the quantum features on top of that. So it was from the beginning, we we really add the idea of okay, we're going to deliver. We've got teams delivering data products, data products, data products. Okay, and we've got a team building the platform and building the tools that will come that are coming with the with 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 the data products. Okay, so, um, and. and Of course, it means that the data products have uh, as its as its life cycle, but the kind of would say the sidecar, okay, the the data quantum as a sidecar is as also its its life cycle. So, right now we're at I would say POC V two level, okay. Uh, MVP is targeted probably when people will listen to this podcast, and um, and. We're 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 we constantly delivering additional value, and we've got teams that are delivering value on top of it. So you you have not the luxury. You've got to, you've you've you you must be tied to standardization, right? I I cannot I cannot have different APIs over time. I cannot have different REST APIs or Python APIs. As a behavior, over time will evolve, but the, the Principle should should stay the same, and the way we are um, we are deploying that is is based on DevOps methodology. So it means that hey, we are okay we are we are delivering and we are you know we are we are sharing as it goes. Okay, so it's so completely CI CD and all what you would expect from a modern software engineering practice.
0: And, and I think going back to what you're talking about of what is a data product in, in what you were mm-hmm. talking about there, it, it's a product that's powered by data, correct? And that yep. the data quantum is an underlying component of making it so that that's possible, right? It's not that the data product in what you were talking about is the actual data itself in, in, in most cases or all cases because the data quantum is the the thing of the data itself. Is that is that correct?
1: Yeah so 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 you can you can see it as an evolution okay we've got data products without the quantum we've got data products which are coming with quantum and and over time all the data products in our intelligence platform will have this quantum sidecar uh that is coming with it and bringing all the value all, all the discoverability all the observability attached to it okay but we could not say hey wait for the quantum to be completely finalized and the mesh to be finalized before we are delivering something of value to our to our consumers otherwise they say hey I still need to do my work right um so so that's 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 how we organize the teams to to make sure that you know we deliver we, we constantly deliver value
0: yeah and I think that's important I think um it's just it, the this is where I think JMAC is Using the, the phrase "data product" made it so that people could understand a little bit, but it also muddied the water. She, we've talked about this uh, in, in private because it there is so many definitions of the phrase "data product" and data as a product thinking is like the data quantum is a manifestation of your data as a product thinking it's not the only aspect of data as a product thinking
1: yes yes exactly you can have you can have a data product without without the mesh okay or without the quantum or any. it's it's a product made of data right Uh, but i think i think it's coming back to more value you're adding okay you if if you're just delivering data, you're not delivering a lot of trust, right? Hey, where's this data coming from? Where what is it made of? How, how far? How often is it refreshed? What's a retention retention period? Then you start adding stuff like I'm adding a data contract on top of it. Then oh okay, I see a little bit more of trust gaining there. And then you add more. I would say more sophisticated methods like the data quantum with its observability, with its permanent monitoring of the data. Um, we 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 even add a, a, a Amazon-like rating on the data, which is system-powered. So so you know it's basically it's a data quality index. Okay, and it's not rocket science, but the thing is, it's 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 fun. It, it gives it gives the users something that oh okay my my my. It's a five star data product uh, compared to uh, compared to this crappy one star data product that that I can find on bargain website, you know. So, uh, so yeah. It's
0: the, the it's Wish.com a, version of, of a data product. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the <laughs> Wish.com version of
1: things. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm I would I would I, I'll try to say politically correct. Um, <laughs> being french is sometimes very difficult um, but anyway so 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 that's uh, so that's um, you know that's that's that, I think that's that's one key thing is it's really bringing trust okay and i'm not saying that there was no trust but i think it's trust can only improve over time uh and uh, and 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 all this is iteration over iteration over iteration um, so, 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 so um, the, the consumer of the data should should feel really like oh this is this is this is getting somewhere
0: yeah I think what you're talking about is it's not that the data wasn't trustable but it's that you know because it was like high quality previously in a lot of instances but somebody still had to go and really do the the legwork themselves the consumer to see can, how can i trust this what can i trust in what way versus with the proper observability metrics and things like that that you're putting in front of somebody you give them the capability to say this is how you can trust it and in what way right yep. uh, if if a data product doesn't need completeness it's like oh well this only has you know this level of completeness does that make it all of a sudden a bad data product that you can't trust? No, because they're not trying to, you know, they're trying to say, oh, we're, we're hitting it with a, a five minute SLA and um, we're really, really focused on accuracy or whatever. And that you, you have the communications to not just say, this is, you know, 99% accuracy in every single quality metric versus like, no, this, this this is optimized for this. If you need it optimized for another thing, come have a conversation with us. We may have to create a different data product, or we may have to do that. But like, and and having that adult conversation about what are the compromises, right? Historically, we we have thought about data as being you know ninety nine point nine percent every quality metric, and yeah. it's just not feasible it's not doable it's too expensive it doesn't make sense it doesn't make business sense and so we need to to have that higher level of communication around what is this actually like what are we trying to achieve with this and how did we achieve it
1: no you you you, you're 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 totally right And, and and that's that's why um one of the one of the things we invested most time on is really, and from the ground up, is really this idea of a data contract. Okay, um, and and uh, and I think it's it's it was not a revelation, but it has become something like, okay, this this policy, this metadata, this rule, this um whatever is going into this data contract. Okay. And then of course I'm I'm giving you my data contract. You would probably understand it. A data scientists would probably understand it. But it's a you know it's 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 code level. Okay. So you've got to dig into that. So by providing APIs that are making it easier to consume your 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 data contract, I think this is this is this is one of the win.
0: I have a, a question that's going to sound like a weird question because I don't think it's been asked, but I think it's something we need to get more explicit about, which is when you're putting out a data uh, a, a data quantum, you have this data contract, right? Are you mm-hmm. putting out your own, you know, are you telling that people that are creating it to kind of agree to a contract without a specific consumer, that is saying, these are the contractual obligations that I need so that somebody can box themselves in and say, we're going to update this every hour. And you go and you talk to every, um, you know, a freshness or a timeliness SLA of of an hour. And you go and you talk to all the consumers and they're like, well, we just need this to be within a week, right? (laughs) We don't need it to be within an hour. And like, are you, are you, how are you setting that up so that and that, that consumers can request like slightly different changes or slightly different aspects to the those contracts as well.
1: We we are also my, my our group is um at, at a very special place where we are not producer of data and we're not consumer of data. So we're I like to I, I, I like to see us a little bit like logisticians. Um and and because because we are at this place it's more like scott you want our data i mean it's seven days old and that's it okay if you don't like it find someone else okay uh um and 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 or and that's that's making things a little bit easier on us okay oh uh, but then then i'm i'm susp- I'm thinking that the discussion will probably evolve to to what you're saying okay so hey i don't want I don't want three hours old data I want two minutes old data uh but but because we have the data contract, we've got something we can a basis for something we can talk on right otherwise it's random okay and i've I've seen that in many in many scenarios where how fresh is your data uh What's data freshness anyway? Uh, so, so this, 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 this kind of right now we, we, we are free from this discussion because we've got metrics. We've got a data contract. We've got SLAs and SLOs that are built in directly. Um, the, the, the quantum. So that's, that's where you keep you know going back to trust. We keep going back to trust. Okay. So, Hey, our, de- our data are trustworthy within these parameters.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I think this is especially getting the data, uh, centralized data team out of the conversations and having the consumers and producers talk to each other. Part of that is is saying, OK, we're going to go in and we're going to talk about this is the starting point and we're going to have a discussion. P- producers, exactly. you're not going to say no to everything. Consumers, you're going to stop asking for the world get specific. We you know, we need this data. We need real time. Okay. Why do you need real time? What does that mean? Oh, well, we're just sick of having it on a 48 hour delay. We need it within two hours. Then you don't freaking need real time, but like we need to get into those high context exchanges because it's so, so, so crucial to actually... You know, head down that path, and kind of what you talked about. Um, this is something that I'm I'm telling people uh, around their governance side. People, you know, I say kind of CYA on governance, cover your butt um, <laughs> around governance. Around, don't get yourself into compliance issues. But the other aspects should be driving towards trust, right? And so that means uh, definitions around what, like, how are we actually measuring? What the quality metrics are, right? And it's not that we're standardizing what uh, quality metrics every data quantum has to to work with, but we're saying like this is how you measure it so people can actually understand and figure out what they can trust. and um and and I do think we want to create relatively loose quality standards that are, the um, kind of template so people can go, oh, if I'm putting out a data quantum, okay, here's what I'm gonna put out if I'm putting it out without having a direct conversation with the, the consumer. but I'm also like I sorry, just kind of talking at it and circling this back into a lot of the other conversations. but I think that also hits on the point of are you working with producers to put data into a quantum onto the mesh? And then see who consumes it, or are you having a direct use case
1: first, or like, how is that actually coming about? It, 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 it's it's always it's always use case driven. Okay, but but it doesn't mean so. I would say that you know in, in, I would say in traditional. Data engineering, you know, you start by the use case and because you start by the use case, you're, you're designing your data store based on that, or you're just replicating what the producer is doing and say to the consumer, manage yourself. Okay. So where we add value is really at creating the mm-hmm. interoperable model at, at, at the. At the center of 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 the quantum it, itself, okay. So it's not like because the, because the data is coming in in one shape that we need to keep this shape, okay. And 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 true, we we listen we listen to uh, we listen to our consumer, and I think we probably listen to our consumer more than we actually listen to the producers. Uh, you know, someone is flipping the bill at some point. Um, so so. Um, but it also doesn't mean that, Hey, I want this field uh, in red and this one in blue. And I want this constraint that does this and this thing that we'll, we're, we're listening. Okay. We're, we've got enough experience to kind of extrapolate a little bit things. And, and we've got this product mindset that, that we're, we're bringing to the table as well. Okay. So it's not like, it's not your, Waterfall data engineering. There oh, we've got the my specs of what I need to be delivering. It's more like, okay, let's talk to our customers. Have this discussion. Build user stories around the data. Uh, build lifecycle around the data product. Okay, I think I think one of the key thing which we've not delivered it yet, but it's it's built in from day one is is the ability to have multiple data sets so one strict rule we, we, we said is one data quantum equal one domain okay the, the definition of a domain is very often flexible but but that's that's a rule that's a rule we are not going to change okay so one data quantum equal one domain but inside each each data quantum the data is divided in data sets okay and, and there's really a s at the end of data sets so for us a data quantum can have multiple data sets and they also have different versions so because and that's going back to 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 being able to trust okay we want to make sure that our consumer the data is can be yeah, can be extended, can be announced as a data product. Okay, really, the the product itself as this as this life cycle, but additionally, the additionally, um, they 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 can know, they know that they're relying. Okay, so if you're saying, hey, I need this this data set in version two, and I want it for, you know. Ever that that's that's fine. Okay, then if we come with a version three, we can come with a path to upgrade, but they can cohabit for quite a few quite a few times, and that's built directly in the mechanism of the data quantum.
0: So I, I want to make sure that I understood when you were saying each data quantum is for one domain. Is that mm-hmm. a direct one to one mapping? Because what what mm-hmm. a lot of things have been is that each domain may have. You know, one data quantum cannot span multiple domains, but each domain can have multiple data quantums or quanta, right? Um, So are you saying that for each domain, you're at least where you're starting out is that you have one quantum, and it may be kind of the general concept of what other people have looked at as having multiple quantums, because you have multiple data sets within that, but it's just easier to Organize it as a single quantum instead of <laughs> a lot of different uh, quanta.
1: So, so we've we've so, so far, it's really a very strict one one to one. Okay, and, and and our our estimate, our planning on delivering, we we think that we're going to have something like twenty five quanta by the end of the year. Okay, um, probably more, but but that's 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 to give you a, a kind of scale. Um, so far on, on on the analysis we did on on, on those, says no it's really a one to one it's not like a one to one in one direction and a one to n in the other direction okay so so we define the domains as as pretty strict okay so um we've got you know we've got this pile of data uh, it's really corresponding to this domain and that's 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 a quantum where we see an and where where we see when we need to go cross domain or when we need to have more i would say either completely cross domain like let's say finance and fraud or hr and finance or whatever okay um if if we had to do that it's it's possible but that's where we see a lot of value in the mesh okay it's really when you're starting to to mesh stuff together then that so those, those quanta will bring additional value.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, I haven't developed it very completely, but that's kind of plays into the SCAE, which is Scott's confusing ass equation. <laughs> and that's because I, I think the way that you're, you're thinking about it with your quantum makes it easier to manage um, at the holistic level. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you start to split out smaller quanta in, in each domain, or if you say each, unless you're defining each domain as a two pizza team, because like at the end of the day, exactly what you're talking about of the value of the mesh in the long run is about the ability to combine the data across Mm -hmm. the different quanta. The quanta themselves have to each have value in and of themselves. This has been something Jamak has talked about a lot. And I think it's it's good because otherwise you've got these bridging solutions where you're just like, oh, I'm just doing this, this thing to feed another thing that has value instead of it has value in and of itself. But like if, if each quantum is worth like one value point and each like good bridging point to another quantum is worth 0.1. Well, when you've got two, you've got, you know, 0.1 because there's only one bridge and you've got one and one so it's the, you know the data quantums are the one the, the data quanta are the ones that have the value but once you get to 10 once you get to 20 once you get to 50 or 100 or whatever it, those bridges end up being far more valuable than each individual data you know quantum or even the whole set of the data quantums in and of themselves so uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's a really interesting take on it. And I think how how big are your your domains? Is there because is it the two pizza team domain or is it like you're you're saying fifty? a hundred person domain as one product
1: it, it, it's well it depends when when you look at it whether it's about building it or it's about uh, or it's about using it okay so so some 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 of our data products are are used by a lot of people okay like mm-hmm. really we've got mailing list of of lots of people using them uh on the on 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 the development part we try to to stick to the pizza team okay so going back to my agile, uh and remember we're 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 not producing the data okay so so it's not it's 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 easier in in a little bit for us to to be able to do this way
0: okay well and that's that's where like uh, I had Bjorn Smedman on at Cinch and their domains at the high level of a concept of a domain, they each have 500 plus people in them. Right. So, you know, if, if you're like, you have one, uh, a single quantum for a 500 person domain, then you're, you're overloading it with a ton of things. But I think it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about. And that, that's why I think like, the terminology, the more that I've dug into the terminology around data, we're just not very specific in the information exchange, which is hilarious because our whole job is information exchange. And yet the wording we use and, and you know, language is difficult, obviously I'm I'm reading the, the foundation series and they've got this, this uh, whole thing about how they communicate with gestures and thoughts. And like, there's all this like embedded hidden meaning and all this. And it's like, Oh, wouldn't that be lovely if we could do that in in a data product where you could just uh, have the the mental uh, download of, of what this actually means.
1: It's a secret, secret cheat code at, at, at baseball. Right. So (laughs) uh i uh yeah no but but it you're, you're 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 totally right but the thing is we we keep the philosophy of each data quantum delivering value okay we're not having you know that's a bit like this enabler story in agile or something um it's it's it has to bring value otherwise it's it's not and that's that's also why we we know okay we we know that we're going to end up with a lot of them okay often when I'm comparing when I'm explaining that to you know younger engineers or uh, coming to, to 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 our world it's almost like a quantum is a table okay and when you mesh it it's when you have a relation t- between two tables. And uh, so you can imagine that a company like ours uh, there's a lot of tables um, so um, so down the road how many how many how many how many quantum are we going to have it's going to be yeah, it's going to be an interesting interesting view, but going back to to to, to that is is really about how can I control? And, and that's why we've got this this control plane, okay, in every quantum. Oh, can I control the behavior of the quantum and to make sure that I don't have an army of ops people maintaining them? Okay, it's really like that's that's the next thing, okay. And and then at the mesh level, we will have this similar APIs as well to make sure that we can control all that uh, from a more central place at least for the ops perspective but but when you when you've got when you've got this very regular standardized documented life cycled api it makes it makes your life a lot easier to, to 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 build whatever you want okay and and it's and it's an api first approach we have okay we, we don't we don't look at Implement something, and then we decide. Oh, that would be nice to have an API on top of this thing. It's really we're thinking about. Okay, this is the API we want. We want. We want to look at the API, a- and then, of course, the API has to serve a purpose. But the thing is, we'll we'll we we'll look at that, design it, establish a contract, and then we can we can we can build both the servers and and the client part. And. Yeah, so that's 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 how we've been implementing it, and so far, yeah, so far so good.
0: So here's where I'm I'm a little bit struggling. Is that there's about 17 topics again we could we could go mm-hmm. into that I think would be very useful for the audience. But I think let's start with um, you, you. You kind of described some of the the API stuff in this call and in your your blog post. But like, if somebody is getting started, what would you tell them? were some missteps that you took or what were some things around like, if they want to do an API first approach, which I think makes the most sense, like, how do you start looking at building analytical APIs that work? Like, how do you do that? So that said somebody who's like, okay, I'm I'm bought in, I want to do the JGP method. How do I do that? Like, what, what, what are some things that you've learned? Or what are some things that you think that people need to be aware of?
1: Yeah, so it's really about the, the do's and don't about about APIs. Okay, so we we've got r- really if I'm if I'm not talking about APIs, but when you look at our lovely hexagon, okay, uh, we see s- several ways to, that you know this IO block, this IO IO fool. Oh, of hexagon okay you've got you've got your data sources on the left you've got your data consumers on the right and you've got all these apis for bringing the additional values okay so um we've got we've got the control apis okay so the so the, all this control plane we've got the observability apis and we've got the discovery apis okay so that's really i would say i i, I know that that some people don't like the term of metadata anymore, but that's really the delivering all the meta-level of information regarding your quantum and, and the control of it. Okay. So and I think this is really this is really useful. You're not accessing any of the data that that is inside in I would say, well, you are accessing data, but not the operational data you want to have access to, or the analytical data. That's really something we you can access via the two ports. Okay, so I would say the the analytic the analytic port and in the operational port, and you can access mm-hmm. you can access that. You can get the information. Via the via the dictionary API over, uh, to to know how to access it, but the thing is, we're we are not, and that's a real big don't. Uh, we're not building an, an, an API that says, "Hey, give me the first 100 records that matches first name equals Scott." Okay, that's that's for me. That's kind of a little bit insane to to think this way I know that some people are thinking about that or ask your quantum to take all this data and putting some and, and put it on uh, on on um, on, a, on, a, on a Kafka topic I think that that's that's not what we're doing um, I think I think that that would be extremely dangerous it would add lat- latency to your data uh, and nobody needs additional latency.
0: Well, I think that's in the long run where we need to go. I, I I honestly believe that. I think Chris Rigamini has talked about this. The more that I talk to people, the more that that's in the long run where we need to go. But right now we have no idea how to do that efficiently and intelligently and all of that. And so we need something like... um. You know, Istio and Kong and like all these things that have, have happened in the service mesh side to make it so we can have API management. If we're going to do API based access to the actual information to pull that in an appropriate way, you can't have a paginated API call of, of exactly what you said of, okay, I need you to run this filter query for me via the API because it, it, if you're not pulling more than one or two things right like you'd have as as kind of a data access api on the operational side of you know i'm i'm this person is is trying to order um f- what is their shipping address right <laughs> like that's that's a thing of okay i just need to pull this one piece of data but if we're trying to pull you know, hundreds of thousands, millions, billions of mm-hmm. rows at once. You can't have it pulling one at a time. You can't have it, you know, doing the, the filter each time of what's the next one? What have I already pulled? <laughs> what have I already pushed in? It just, you know, your your query ends up in, in a ridiculous state. But I do think yep. we need to, to to figure out where we can go with those APIs. But I think what you said is a good thing for people to feel comfortable that they're not way behind the the ball, that they're not way, way behind everyone else of you, you saying like, don't do these analytical APIs because we don't know how to do them yet. Right.
1: Well, I didn't say we don't know how to do them. I said, don't do it this way. Uh, we, 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 we might know how to do some of that. Uh, uh, and, and, and we'll probably uh, share that later. But, but uh, uh, I think, I I I think it it's really it it's really coming back to to seeing the you know the, the 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 data quantum as as a database okay or as a table uh you you're not going to to build an API on on top of a table right i mean just for analytical purpose um of course, but the thing is, we 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 are not, and I, and I really find that that was kind of a very refreshing thing when 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 I read that in in, in Jamak's book. Okay, that it's okay to, to it's okay to think that the same container of data call it whatever but as this analytical access and this operational access okay so so i think i think this is this is this is this is pretty fantastic that finally someone has the guts to put it in a book and say it's okay you know Uh, and because a lot of a lot of a lot of people are still convinced that there's two worlds: there's the operational world and there's the analytical world. I, I would even push it to say that the operational world can be read, read, write, and, and not only read only. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm opening a, a kind of warm here, but, 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 uh, uh, but, but I think I think I think it's it's really the way you're going to 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 handle and treat your data. I think it's it's all possible it's it's you've got to think about it but it's all f- possible
0: i well and i do think there are very separate worlds when you think about what are you actually trying to accomplish in that not not that the data is separate not that the information is separate but like there are analytical Uh, workloads and there are operational workloads, right? When you have an operational workload, it's I'm trying to, I'm interacting with somebody live, right? And analytical Mm -hmm. queries can be operational workloads, but like we need within data mesh, we need to set ourselves up that we can actually make our analytical Workloads like somebody actually asking questions and doing queries and doing that stuff is a first-class citizen. But you also can't be in the in the path that's going to slow down where that analytical, uh, you know, question being asked is going to slow down somebody that's clicking around on your website, right? Like so, it's it's you can't have that. But outside of that, yeah, absolutely. There there's no reason that a certain set of data is is operational or analytical and operational systems should be pulling data from the data mesh. They absolutely should be getting that information. It's just not if they have a, a live interaction where the the speed is measured in milliseconds, that, that's got to go all the way to the data mesh and then it's got to run this th- and then push it back into the thing. So but yes, it, it it becomes this huge can of worms having that conversation because everybody wants to define operational and analytical. And then it's have you ever seen that proof of proving one plus one equals two? Um, it's a 17 page proof. I, I believe that's the number. Right? Somebody tried to prove mathematically that one plus one equals two. And at some point you just kind of have to go, let's 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 not do that. Like let's let's think about it. There are there's operational and there's analytical, and we know kind of what that means, but that we don't have to think about this stuff is so so separate and these worlds are are hardened off from each other, and that you can only communicate over this very, very Byzantine way of, of approaching each other. These these this information needs to flow freely back and forth, but we can't also have analytical queries that are slowing down our operational actual transactions
1: yeah, right no I'm I'm, I'm 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 with you there okay i'm totally i'm totally with you there but the fact that having a data store that can behave and, and support both boost uh, boost both, both, both world is is doable okay and 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 that's that's one of the it's not the only but it's that was kind of the, one of the wow moment when 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 reading you know Jean-Max's book okay so so um, that that it's it's not taboo anymore okay I've been in a lot of companies where just mentioning that, and you you almost get kicked out of a meeting, or you know, or your job, or whatever. <laughs> but but I, I'm not saying that it should be always the case. But we've got some use cases where it makes sense to combine them. Uh, and I'm not saying they're going to be easy to solve, but it makes sense, okay? Uh, like uh, y- you've got an army of data scientists working on you know thresholds and things like that, and and you've got all the people that wants to to to, to consume that record by record. Um, so, so you've got, you've got, you cannot tell them. Okay, I'm going to to double that, and and then your data is not probably in sync, and and, and all those things. So, so that's 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 where it makes sense to 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 see the the quantum as this as this facility. Is every quantum going? You know, and, and it's 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 also a thing saying, and that's why we heavily rely on our data contractors. Is every quantum going to have the same features hell no okay Uh, I I mean I mean it's going to be it's going it's 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 not it's not going to happen we've got a provision for specific behaviors in some quantum as well okay so so because because yeah because there's there's, this this specific scenarios use case whatever you want to call them that calls for that
0: Well, and i I, I've talked about this a little bit in the past of um, local maximization versus global maximization of value, and like we're we're trying to not have uh, go for um, like the data warehouse with the single schema and you know all that stuff like that. You're like, okay, I've got my my uh, schema for this. And so it's a cookie cutter. So everything now looks like a dinosaur because you've got a dinosaur mm-hmm. cookie cutter. So this thing that was a fern, you cut off all of the things around it. And so now it looks like a dinosaur and it was a fern. And so, um, yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of what you're talking about, it just at the end of the day, we have to. And, but we do also have to think about you're you're talking about. um yeah, your control plane and and your and I almost think we're going to see an interoperability plane that kind of even replaces the the control plane aspect and all of that because we're going to need more and more interoperability focus, yes. but we also need to be able to maximize the context locally. And so, how how do we do that? And and a lot of what you're talking about is I work at, at Data Stacks, and I'm trying to push them to push Cassandra and their, their Astra DB, which is, you know, a serverless version of, of mm-hmm. Cassandra offering to do this, right. Exactly what you're talking about where, you know, what used to happen was you, you do your analytical queries against your operational system between, you know, midnight and 5am. And if it didn't run, if it didn't get it through, you were too screwed, late, right. Yeah but but that was your only window. We don't have that with a global world. We don't have that that like local window even to do that. So we've had to to separate these systems in such a way that doesn't really if we don't have to, it doesn't make any sense to. So I hope we can get there, but
1: eh. yeah, I think I think we'll we'll get there. I think you know this will this will movement okay around around data mesh as has opened the gate okay so so to to to, to a lot of things and, and and I would I would even say and 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 it almost challenge you in a duel you know on a lot of your episodes you were saying that the data mesh is not for everybody I'm almost saying that the data mesh is for everybody from a certain size okay when you're thinking that um, if database vendors, let's say Terastacks or IBM or whoever, starts to implement mesh features, okay, or quantum level features with the with the with the database and the data data management solution, why why not? You know, uh, we we are only at the beginning of that. Um, it's it's like if if you if you went through this this exercise of hey jdbc when jdbc was invented uh, i don't know if it's the first version but soon after they have all this access to the metadata and it opened a whole new thing so with with java you could access to the metadata in a standard way to for for your applications okay and i i remember that in it was great for java based frameworks because the so frameworks could abstract a few things from from that, and things like Hibernate and all those things were greatly profited from 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 that kind of access to the to the data. And it forced people, it forced vendors to adhere to a standard. Okay, where before that it was kind of, a, hey, if you want to know the name of the tables I'm supporting, you've got to access this system table somewhere, right? So so you could see the evolution of that in the. Traditional RDBMS world. Um, first of all, the the, tr- the world is not RDBMS anymore, uh, or RDBMS centric anymore. Uh, but it's also that a hey, if we come with whether it's a community or some or some vendors coming with standards that can be approved by many, well, why not have this kind of uh, hey, this is this is this is a just data contract and the data contract is directly. Bundled with the data with the data source, okay, so it it can access and it can be consumed by quantum or other data storage solution directly because it's an open standard okay
0: yeah i and that's where i'm I'm hoping we can get to a thing where right now uh talking with everybody. Like so many aspects of data mesh are very, very manual and everybody's having to invent things themselves, not even being able to see examples. So, like you putting out an example, I saw one um, that came out where somebody said, and here's our data contract. And it was all in code and it was like four pages of me scrolling down this data contract. But that's super helpful, right? I have no idea if it's any good because I'm not at that level where I can assess if it's any good of a data contract. But like, that we can get more examples out there of of how people are doing this because exactly what you're talking about, so much of the stuff that we're doing is one-off, right? And we we it, that includes the systems, right? That includes, okay, why do we have to have I, I keep talking about uh with people about DuckDB. I'm really excited about DuckDB because within the application, you can have your your OLAP right? You don't have to go out to Spark and do your processing and come back in, right? That you've got that capability to, um, within your application, literally do your analytical things instead of having this round trip. And I think we need to really think about how can we do that stuff much more? Um, I, I don't know, but, um, I, I know we're, we're, I know you, you were, uh, we're we're a little bit over time as well. I know you've got a you've got a hop here, but uh, I, again, we could probably talk for another uh, hour and a half, two hours at least on a at, lot of. At least. <laughs> <laughs> Is is there anything we we didn't cover that you you think we should have, or is there any kind of way you want to wrap it up, or any advice that you'd give to people? Is it just come talk to you and 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 you'll uh, you've got all the answers for them, or what? What what is the thing that you tell people trying to look forward?
1: I don't have all the answers by by far. Uh, that would be pretty arrogant. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I can be sometimes. So so. Uh, but but uh, no. Uh, I, I think I think we we one one thing we we didn't talk about is open source. Uh, I I I. I'm not saying I wish we talked about open source because it would be put me in a in a weird position. Uh, but as uh, as a, a follow up, I'm, I'm giving a, a data mesh talk about how we can uh, bolt a data mesh with open source, and that's going to be at all things open in uh, early November in in Raleigh, and a great conference from my friend um, there. So so I, I would if you're in the Raleigh area, I would I would highly recommend that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so that, that would be something we can, we can have a, a few sessions on.
0: <laughs> and, and I think we need to get to a place of open sharing where it's not open source software implies continued support versus throw over the wall. I tried to do this with my datamos thing, which was data mesh OSS which it's, it's a stupid, stupid name, but it's memorable to be like Datamos. That's a dumb name because it's it's not even very clever. But we need more people throwing over like actual code examples or here is how we're, we're handling this thing. And no, we're not gonna support it. No, we're not gonna do this. But like, here's an actual picture of this because so much of what we're doing is we're, we're discussing art, right? We're not showing people the picture. Yes. We're, we're discussing the picture and that we I need to get more, more, but people are like, my code isn't beautiful. And I'm like, I don't care. Nobody cares. You can literally throw it my way. I will put it out on the internet and strip your name out of it if you want that. Right. So that way people can see it. But like, I keep trying to get this with like, people's, um, internal events, uh, standards, right? Like what, how are you, what, what are your standards for storing X or Y or Z so that everything adheres to the same standards. So you have that interoperability, nobody's even willing to share that. Cause they're like, it's not beautiful. And it's like, we gotta, we gotta be able to, to have a community where you can be vulnerable, where you can share something that's not polished. And that, that not polished means that somebody doesn't have to go and invent cloth, right? They don't have to go and invent fiber and, you know, well, not invent, but you know what I mean? Like discover and, and start to figure out how to weave and all that stuff versus you can show somebody, here's some fibers, here's how we weaved it. You know, our loom really sucks, but, you know, we're, we're, we're heading down that path and that people can go, oh... I don't have to completely rethink this entirely in my own head. Like that's what where I want to get to, but we're just not there yet, and it's it's okay. But
1: yeah, and, and I think I think I think your show is is where people can show a little bit of vulnerability. You know, you don't have to go through Leo to go to a podcast. Um. So so that that makes a difference. Um. So so. I, f- I think, I think, I think that's, that's, that's coming there. Okay. And it's, a, you've, you've done an impressive job. Like, you know, in less than a year of running the show, you've got, I don't know, 157 episodes so far or something. So, 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 so I think, I think, I think that's, that's where you can, you can highlight the community. And, and honestly, uh, the, the Slack, Slack as the Slack group, um, which, You run uh, has been really helpful as well. Okay, so so true. People are not sharing much there, uh, but it's coming. I'm 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 pretty sure it will come. Okay, so 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 uh, it's also you know it's also something that because because the, the the concept has been coming not from a software vendor, but more from a service company. It's more difficult to get the software vendor because if you if let's imagine it was red hat doing the data mesh and everybody oh it's open source it's great and etc it's easy to go code there okay but then it's also very limitative because then it's going to be kind of controlled by a company and a vendor here it's more of a community guided by you know guided by a few people but the thing is yeah maybe Maybe they should share a little bit of the work they're doing as well with some of their customers.
0: Yeah, I, I've been trying to get the vendors to participate in a way where they're not selling and they just can't <laughs> understand that mode of, hey. If you go out to your customers that are using you for data mesh, and you tell their story, then you're attached to data mesh, and you keep getting brought up in every conversation around data mesh. Like, why aren't you spending the effort to extract this from them? Um, but yeah, exactly. And 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 I'm trying to create a space which hasn't been the case in data. You know, data we've been about is this right or is this wrong? Is this a one or a zero? And it's not is this the information? And so we haven't, I still haven't been able to create a space where people can be very vulnerable and be like, Hey, here's my idea. What do people think? And then people are like, that's stupid, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, we have to be in such a way where it's like, Hey, I think these are some things that you're missing, but I really like X, Y, you know, A, B, and C, but I think you might be missing X and Y and Z could be a problem, but maybe not. And we just need to and so I think those conversations yeah. are happening behind closed doors and the Slack is a good way to find those people to have those conversations. But still,
1: it, it, you know, it also makes sense. Okay. Who's, who's, who's doing data? Who's doing data mesh? Okay. It's not a startup around the corner. Okay. It's, it's larger companies for now. It's, it's a large company problem to solve. Large company means, you know. Legal departments, uh, so, 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 so nobody wants to have his, but uh, you know, offered. Uh, so, so, so I, I guess that some of the companies will will probably work more into opening more stuff. Okay, uh, I got a blog post about data mesh at PayPal. Um, so I, I'd say maybe maybe things will will change. Okay, so. Yeah.
0: So. yeah I, I, I've thought about doing the uh, interviews where it's like the uh, black outline and we change people's voices and be like, tell me your anti-patterns. <laughs> like, cause that, that could be, it could be really funny, but it could also be like, no, like, tell me, like, you can be honest here. Cause nobody knows so, who you are in that. So, but, so uh-uh. this is,
1: this is, this is how we solved all the problems by doing uh, <laughs> kind <laughs> yeah. of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, But more of like the vulnerability side of like, you can, you can, uh, you know, hide who, who is actually telling it. But, um, well, again, JGP, this has been so phenomenal. I'm sure there's going to be tons and tons of people that want to follow up with you. Um, where's the best place? What do you want people following up about, uh, people LinkedIn or is there another place or your website or anything like that?
1: so, 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 so. I'd love to have more followers on Twitter but it's really I'm not I'm not successful at that so I think it's it's going to be LinkedIn once more okay so um you know I've got I've got teenager kids so we're, we're not comparing the number of followers we've got on YouTube, but it's almost there. Uh, so LinkedIn's great. Uh, um, if you if you try to connect with me on LinkedIn, just say that you're coming from you know the show that you've listened. Uh, I've got so many anonymous just people just wanted to connect, and, and honestly, I'm, hey, I'm not opening my door to you know, anybody. So, so at least say something, say, hi, you know, in the message you're sending to when you connect. Um, so that's, that's great. And, and really topics I'd love, I'd love to discuss with people is really data contracts, APIs, um, open source. Um, so that, that, that's really things which are dear to my heart. And of course I'm, I'm not every day on, on Slack, uh, but on, on, on your, on your Slack, I am I'm on every, every day on Slack, but not on the data yeah. mesh learning Community Slack. uh, but, but I'm, I'm going there very regularly. So, and it's easy yeah. to poke me at JGP. So
0: I, I'm not, uh, on there every day anymore either. Like, I, I think, I think we all need to, to have, uh, some breaks from it and stuff, but I think we do, I'm trying to encourage more people to do that. But, um. Well, JGP, again, thank you so much for your time today, and also thank you, everyone out there, for listening.
1: Well, thank you, thank you, Scott, for ma- for managing this thing. It's it's a great piece of work. I love it. My uh, my my time on the mower is really much better, uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to to, to more episodes and learning more about 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 data management, people's experience. So, thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me today.
0: I'd again like to thank my guest today, jean jean Perry or JGP, the intelligence platform lead at PayPal. You can find a link to his LinkedIn website, Twitter, the blog post we discussed, his YouTube, and his upcoming talk at All Things Open, which has a free virtual registration if you're interested, in the show notes as per usual. Thank you. Hopefully that interview episode was really useful for you. Please do consider getting in touch with guests from the show, from these episodes. Most have said they'd really love people to reach out to them. And please, as well, if you've got a minute, rate and review the podcast somewhere. It really is honestly super helpful for other people looking into kind of data podcasts to kind of get this in front of them. Data Mesh Radio is again provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It's produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. In April of 2023, I left Data Stacks, who were wonderful in getting the Data Mesh community stuff started, so give them a shout for streaming and real-time AI needs. But I left to start my own industry analyst kind of information-as-a-service firm. Our offerings are affordable, and you can do them on a one-off or a month-to-month basis. You know, read kind of, throw it on the credit card. Don't worry about like going through purchasing and things like that. The services include lots of practitioner roundtables, you know, one-on-one data mesh kind of planning or feedback sessions and tailored introductions to other data mesh practitioners that are focused around your topics of interest, you know, what What are you actually running into challenges with? We also have some free programs around introductions and roundtables that people can kind of check out as well. Check the show notes or just go to datameshunderstanding.com for more info or helpful resources. As always, if you have suggestions for guests or topics, please do get in touch as well and have a wonderful rest of your day. Now let's hear that funky outro music.